Now, now your ideas don't have to wait. Now they have everything they need to come to life. Dell Technologies and Intel are creating technology that loves ideas, loves expanding your business, evolving your passions. We push what technology can do so great ideas can happen right now. Find out how to bring your ideas to life at Dell.com. Welcome to now. How about we can just watch basketball? How about we can just watch basketball? Good morning and welcome to one of the last Daily Digs of the regular season. I am Jared Weiss. He's Moe Dekeel. Brian Smith is on the boards. And we actually, despite it being the end of the season, we actually have an exciting game to talk about. And then another exciting game to talk about. And then a board game to talk about. So let's start with what mattered the most. And that was Celtics versus Bucks. Winner gets a seize control of the two seed in the Eastern Conference and gets the lucky opportunity to maybe play the Brooklyn Nets in the first round. And uh, the Bucks they pulled it off. They win 127-121 to 121 in a game in which the Celtics, even though they were down Jason Tatum, Al Horford, and of course Rob Williams, still nearly pulled it out. Yeah, it was almost like the Celtics did not want to win this game, Jared and wanted to avoid having the two seed. But it also felt like Milwaukee did not want to win this game (laughs) and wanted to avoid the two seed. It was a very interesting game in the sense of it was a really lackluster kind of performance from the, I felt like, from the Bucs through most of the game. Got to give credit to the Celtics, though. Marcus Smart shot the hell out of the ball, going 7-12 from three for 29 points. You had Jalen Brown going with a triple-double. Like, those guys wanted to play. Those guys wanted to win. Like, they were playing hard. They were going at it quite a bit. It was pretty interesting to see just kind of the way it worked out. But then just down the stretch in the fourth quarter, they couldn't hold on. And they had so many turnovers, Jared. Jalen Brown dribbling it off of George Hill's foot. I mean, uh, Daniel Tice, they ran a great play with like 40 seconds left where they didn't need any clock. And Daniel Tice misses the wide open layup with the honest behind him. I mean, Tice looked devastated. Like, it did not look like they were trying to blow this one. Tice was crushed. I just want to let him relax for a moment because it was Giannis behind him right and and Giannis is a scary dude so I can understand the nervousness of like oh crap I gotta get this up and 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 he blows the layup so was a little bit heartbroken but also it was a three-point game at that point so it wasn't like that would have taken the lead or anything would have just brought them in pulled them in closer and things like that a little bit tougher there but uh I'm gonna give him a break but hey got a lot of good play from guys Peyton Pritchard giving you a nice little 20 minutes tonight, five for 10 off the bench. Hauser, which by the way, I'll, I'll be honest, didn't really know who the hell he was till before tonight. <laughs> um, you know, nice little 11 points, had, had himself a nice little game with, with some of those opportunities. So, And that was a homecoming game for him too. He's a Wisconsin kid. There were literally pregame, there was a reporter asking about Sam Hauser. I'm like, that hasn't happened all year yet. So he's been there all year? Oh, he's, he's, yeah, he was, he was their two way guy that got promoted to the full roster. He's the future of this franchise. There we go. And you know what? He looked at tonight with his 11 points in 18 minutes. But just, hey, but jokes aside, like this was a good, good fight for them in that sense. And that's kind of just what the Celtics have done pretty much not all season, but in this run that they've had. They've constantly fought, they've constantly battled. This was easily a game that they could have just rolled over without Tatum, without Horford, obviously without Williams, and they continue to fight through it like I was pretty impressed with with their performance. Bucks like that was just sloppy. Okay, well, the theme of this episode is MVP because 
this is our last chance to see all the MVP candidates going at the same time between Giannis, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, Sam Hauser, now entering the conversation for you. You, know, you had them all going, and so let's we're starting with Giannis in this one. He had 29 points, 11 for 21 shooting, 11 rebounds, 5 assists. That's honestly like the most normal Giannis stat line imaginable, but how are you feeling about Giannis's MVP case after this game? This is what it felt like. I don't feel like it really improved it. It didn't hurt it. But I've also thought for the past week or so, I thought he was he is the MVP. And I know that might drive people nuts. There's also a couple more games. Things could change. But I feel like Giannis has kind of moved into, at least in my opinion, as the front runner. He would get my vote if I had one. The NBA smart. They don't let me vote. Very smart of them. And I just think the way he plays, though, just on both ends of the court, he had a big-time block on Jalen Brown who tried to come through the lane and bang on him down the stretch, and he refused there to play on Tice, defense kind of recovering, and just the threat of him scared him into making him miss the layup. For me, it's still Giannis. It's funny. Uh, I forget who it was. Somebody had a great tweet where they're saying, how stupid is it that the NBA media is probably going to vote for somebody to win MVP because they have a better VORP and how like they're obsessed with metrics and all that stuff, and which is ironic. I guess it's kind of a good thing that people are taking that into account, but it's about Jokic and that Jokic's numbers are so off the charts with his offensive playmaking. And then you have Giannis, who is a great scorer, a very good playmaker, but his defense is just so far beyond what Jokic is doing. So how much do you think Giannis's offense is in that realm this year that the defense works as a tiebreaker for him? It's hard because the thing is, Jokic has been really good defensively as well. I feel like he's dropped off a little bit in the second half of the season on the defensive end to a degree, but he's had a good season there with everything. But I think at the end of the day, when you look at it, two-way player, the plays that, that Giannis has made, the stretch that they had, and you know the Bucks are, are right there in the second seed right now. Like It's pretty impressive with everything that they've done. To me, I just, it's Giannis. By the way, all three of these guys are deserving. So before anybody goes yeah, all completely good. nuts and, and, and loses their minds, they're all deserving. As long as Sam Hauser doesn't win the MVP, like I'm fine. <laughs> oh, wow. Your favorite player not winning it. That'd be disappointing. Uh, yeah, this is definitely one of the best MVP races we've had in a long time. Producer Brian just sent us a wolf emoji in the chat. I don't know what that means, but I assume he's upset that we're not including Cat among the MVP candidates. Or maybe Ant, who had, what do you have, 49 points in this game? Uh, yeah, 49 on 60 for 28. Oh, no coyotes. That's right. I'm recording in the woods in Arizona right now. We're hoping a coyote doesn't eat me. So the correction, let's move on. correction, correction. You're hoping a coyote doesn't eat you. I'm hoping for some amazing content of a coyote attacking. There's a difference. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful design objects to wear. 
Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know, honestly, if there's a little bit of bloodshed on this uh, pod, it would be very on brand for the next team. The Toronto Raptors, they win 119-114 to 114 over the Philadelphia 76ers. We had a 15-point lead in the first quarter. Pascal Siakam, actually kind of maybe you could argue is making a late push into the outest skirts of the MVP conversation. He had 37 points, 11 boards, 12 dimes. I mean, this guy's been absolutely unbelievable in the second half of the season. And Gary Trent Jr. had 30 points of his own. I know we we kind of talking about this today is our theme of MVP guys, but no, this was Pascal Siakam's claim to an All NBA spot. Oh, for sure. This the way he played tonight was him just saying, looking at all the voters in the eyes, every single one of you guys, and again, I'm not one of them, but looking at every single one of them and saying, I better get a spot. I've earned it. I deserve it. The way he played down the stretch in this game, Jared, it was unbelievable. It got to the point where the Sixers switched and beat onto him. And from there, he just, hey, I'm going to hang out outside. And it opened up the the paint for the rest of the Raptors to kind of attack. Just overall, an unbelievable performance from Siakam. And even though this was Embiid and we're talking MVPs, you got to look at it and just say, man, Pascal making the case of an all-NBA spot. By the way, I'm pretty sure I just heard a coyote. Um, Yes, come on, come on, come on. Is Siakam not considered a lock for all-NBA? I thought that was an obvious one. I have no idea. Here's the good thing about the NBA. This is the good news for the NBA. There's probably about 20 guys deserving for an all-NBA spot when there's 15 of them, right? Like, that's kind of like the a lot of great talent across the league with everything that's going across and, and, and things like that. So the NBA is in good shape if we're looking at it going like, hey, man, Pascal might make it, might not, but, like, it's close. So, you know, I, to me, it's not close. He should have a spot. All right, then we won't call it close. Uh, Joel Embiid, 30 points, 10 for 22 shooting, 10 for 12 from the line, 10 boards. Five turnovers. Yeah, this was a bad night. I mean, he had one turnover. It felt like he threw it three feet above, uh, I think it was George's Niang's head. Like, Niang, yeah. He, he, I mean, like, it was pretty wild with, with some of these turnovers. And honestly, this is the thing about Embiid's MVP case. In the games that they've needed to win down the stretch, they have not been able to win them, right? And this is a game in Toronto. This is potentially a first-round playoff matchup. Even though he put up big numbers, he wasn't able to power them into the win. And I know some of it has to do with when he goes to the bench, the team kind of falls off and everything like that. But still, you look at it and you're saying, like, you guys got to have better fight than this. Down the stretch, it's a big problem for them. And they got to start figuring out how they're going to do this. This is going to make for a very interesting first-round playoff series if these two teams play, especially because no Matisse Stiebel in Toronto. Who they really need. They really, really need him in that series. You got Fred Van Vliet. Honestly, he might end up on Siakam at some point. Gary Trent Jr. at 30 points. You're going to need him on that on that at some point. Yeah, this is just like with Boston. It's not clear if all their guys are going to be available. 
and th- that's another team that could be facing them. Right now, Boston's lined up in the three seed, so they're half a game back behind Milwaukee in the two spot, half a game ahead of Philadelphia, who is in the four spot and is lined up with Toronto currently. It looks like Toronto's probably sitting in that, that five spot. Chicago's going to be stuck in that six. So right now, it's Boston-Chicago and then Philly versus Toronto. Do you think Philly is in legit... But whatever the chance, opposite of chances, legit not chance of uh, beating Toronto if Matisse Seibel can't play there. Do you speak English at all? I English, I English speak. Okay, can they beat Toronto? <laughs> can Toronto beat them? It's a mess. The, the whole the rules screw, screw me up, man. Can Toronto beat them if Matisse Seibel can't play in Toronto? I think they can. I don't think if you're the Sixers, you can take this for granted. You know, look, Toronto long as hell several different wings that are all the same size. This was without OG Ananobi, without Fred Van Vliet tonight. I think you're looking at it going like, they can cause some real problems for the Sixers, and you got to get a better performance from James Harden. Yeah, he had 15 assists. He was awesome diamond it out. He also went 3 for 12 from the field. Like, that's tough, right? You're going to need more from him on that end. It's just, it can't be all on and beat having to do everything. The Sixers are going to have to figure out how to get James going, and this is a tough matchup. And this is a big blow. They blew this game. They had a chance to be tied with the Bucks for the second seed right now if they win this game and would have moved Boston down to four. But now they're in a risk where, hey, if they lose the next two and Toronto wins the next two, Toronto might be sitting at the four seed and have home court advantage. It's amazing how these teams, they don't want number two. They don't want Brooklyn. They don't want number four because then they get Toronto and they can't play other guys. The battle for the three seed, it's the hottest we've had in years. Last thing on the MVP race, we got to finish with Jokic. I don't know why I called him Jokic. He was that good that we can't even say his name right. He had 35 points on 16 for 24 shooting, 16 boards, six dimes, and he had five steals in a 122-109 win over Memphis. Yeah, I mean, they came out and just sort of smacked Memphis, right? And I felt like, you know, Aaron Gordon had a big first quarter, kind of got things going. Jokic just... It's Jokic. He does unbelievable stuff every time he's on the court, right? Like, he's out there diamond folks, getting boards, putting up big points tonight. Like, this is just... I've run out of things to say about the dude. He's incredible, Jared. He's not bad. He's got a good VORP, from what I hear. EPM, fantastic. PER, pretty solid. He's, uh, he's been great. I mean, it's it's so much fun watching him run the offense. Tonight was weird because they were wearing those weird, like, kind of white and off-red jerseys, and he was wearing the headband, too. So he kind of just looked like – like, he looked like a computer, like an old 80s graphics computer character. It's very weird. Yeah, Jokic, lose the headband, dude. That Like, that thing didn't work for you. It was weird. I'm used to not seeing you all season with the headband. Now you have the headband. It kind of messed me up there a little bit. And for me, it's a, this is a selfish call here. Lose the headband. It wasn't working for you. All right, so Denver, they remain in the six. They are a game behind Utah at that five seed. With two games left, they're a game and a half over Minnesota. So it looks like they, they got a good shot staying at six there. But so they are matched up with the Warriors. The Mavs and the Jazz are matched up as it stands. Do you think Denver has a chance to upset the Warriors? Steph isn't fully healthy. Draymond is kind of in that weird phase where you don't really know where Draymond's at. I mean, yeah. Like, why, why Why not, right? Like, the way Jokic is playing at the level that he's playing, he could be the best player in that series. Curry, we have no idea when he's coming back and how healthy he'll be when he comes back and what that looks like. Like, there's a lot of question marks for the Warriors there. And with Jokic, there's not a lot of question marks for him. We know what he's going to do. It's can the other guy step up and knock down shots and defend at that level, but it's going to be a very interesting 
and challenging scenario there. That's a tough series. We're heading for some great first-round playoff matchups just across the board in both conferences. Oh, it's going to be fun. By the way, I'm sorry. The standings haven't updated yet because that game literally just ended. So they only have one game left. They're a half game behind Utah now. So they're close. They are close. And uh, that's going to do it for us. We're close to the end of the regular season. We will be back for you on Monday with, and we got, I guess, two games left for regular season. Come back on Monday. Then we got playing games. And then we got the playoffs. It's going to be a lot of fun coming ahead here on The Ding and the Athletic NBA Show. So for Mo Keel, I'm Jared Weiss. Brian Smith is producing. This is The Daily Ding. No coyotes? No coyotes. Oh, ding, ding. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.